Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 27th of June. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and startups as well. Uh, I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with Kyle Rada to start this week. And uh, what a start to the week it was. Yeah, happy Monday, right? An absolute scorcher of a day. Hill 11 sectors up, 2% higher. No discernible news necessarily. Wall Street's lead was good, but... End of the day, you, you take what you get, and uh, it was pretty good, the market ending up above 6,700, so happy days. Happy days. Risk sentiment obviously improving. We saw oil steadying. We saw iron ore rising. Uh, we saw you know gold getting a bid as uh, the G7 looks to well, restrict uh, Russia's ability to profit from gold. And we saw, you know, really positivity in China. We saw Chinese blue chips rising, uh, the Hang Seng advancing more than 2%, Japan's market as well. So it really was sort of all systems go. Yeah, I don't know what's behind it, to be perfectly frank. Um, you know, obviously, one thing that we always ask on these days with guests is, you know, is this dead cat bounce? Is this uh, a turnaround? And clearly, only time will tell. But um I'm, I know Scuddy's really in favour of the end of month flows argument at the moment, but it's just it's just wild to think just such a rapid turnaround in just a couple of days. Yeah, but we do get these these bounces even in bear markets. Mm. Um, one of my guests today called it an epic bear market rally, but he reckons there's more to go. He sees uh, U.S. markets, uh, at least the, the the big U.S. market, up at around 4,400, 4, he thinks is uh, achievable before we see a sell-off coming through. And it says, I suppose... You know, investors uh, look to to gain a foothold in a market that's been so negative. And, uh, you know, any bad news is good news now in terms of central bank expectations. I have a feeling I'm going to get sick of saying that soon. (laughs) And there was no real data here across the region either. A little bit of optimism around China reopening as well. Yeah, there really actually was. Like, I mean, in terms of the news flow itself, it wasn't a very hard-hitting day. In fact, you know, really it's not a hard-hitting week. We've got, like, a lot coming up in the next fortnight or so, you know, get to earnings eventually in US and Australia and central banks when they when they hit uh, hit us again in the next few weeks but yeah really really light on the on the calendar again you know the only argument or event you can sort of point to as being a driver is maybe the end of month activity but um, yeah. yeah pretty weak argument <laughs> I gotta say mm. you know like it, it, you're always looking for something for yeah. some reason well you gotta build a narrative somehow yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know this morning it was University of Michigan consumer sentiment and the out, you know, the five-year inflation expectations yeah, retreating slightly. We'll see. You know, the central banks are, are determined to readjust our inflation expectations. They want us to know that interest rates will be rising and that it will impact our hip pocket and that we need to stop spending. We'll get retail sales later this week, Kyle. We had a good chat with uh, Stephen Wu from CBA yeah, to end we the did. session. We did. And just before I go on to Stephen Wu, which was, was obviously a fantan- fantastic discussion, 
you know, we talk about that expectations channel, consumer sentiment and things like that. Uh, the big picture today with Jeremy Thought was awesome because we spoke ex- expressly, expressly about that. Um, and sometimes, you know, the divergence between how consumers are saying they feel and how they're behaving, which goes into the retail sales number because we know consumer sentiment in Australia is absolutely woeful at the moment, just like it is in the, in the United States. Uh, but there's the expectation generally that uh, consumers are still spending, that they're still happy enough, even if they're a bit gloomy about the outlook, they're still, uh, they're still happy enough to reach into their pocket and go out, buy stuff. And, you know, obviously that's, that's a drive behind economic strength. Although uh, Stephen Wu did say uh, when we were talking to him that some of their internal data was pointing to perhaps some softer uh, or softening of, uh, of consumption in Australia. So as far as stock-specific moves, we saw Imugene shares jumping on positive gastric cancer trial results. It jumped by 48%. Hmm. Wow, that's a big gain uh, for investors. But look, these biotechs, the outcomes are so binary. In fact, I had a conversation about that with Nathan Samasundaram from Deep Data Analytics. That's on the small caps. You can find it on our website or on the app. It's not in the show notes today. Uh, in the show notes today, though, we do have uh, a, a conversation about commodities. Um, so, well, I've had a number of conversations about commodities today. One was with Peter O'Connor. I thought that it was really interesting in the fact that he believes that there's about 10% on average still of uh, of heat to come out of commodities at, on like at a whole. So this is not just an individual company, so don't get all wrapped up in it. It's an average. It's what he thinks, how much downside there potentially is left as this cycle starts to uh, to crater. Um, but a number of conversations around some of the opportunities that are now on offer in the commodity space, one of which was Tom Richardson from Paradise Investment Management. Really enjoyed the conversation. So I hope you can access that via the show notes. Otherwise, other big share price moves, Points Bet Holding, Megaport, uh, Umedia was up by about 7.5%. And on the flip side of things... Uh, we've got uh, Evolution Mining down by 22%, disappointing on production, and uh, the rest of the gold miners looking pretty weak as well. Um, before we get too far away from the subject matter, though, uh, it was, you know, we're starting to see some reports come through here. Metcash, for example, Metcash was at today, uh, did pretty well. Um, you know, liquor stores up by store sales, up by 8.6. Hardware sales up by 20%, and food sales up 5% at the start of FY23. So it was the stock of the day, and here's what our guests had to say. Cash is doing relatively well, good update. You know, The other thing to remember in this reporting season is we're going into a, a choppy couple of months. Anyone who comes out with an upgrade cycle will benefit from the fact that, well, if you've got a stock that is uncertain, the guy who has given the positive update will get the inflow. People mm. will sell out of the risky one and go to this one because you know it's going to hold up through that next couple of months. So Medcash coming out with a good result right now is a really good, um, I guess, indicator for the stock to do well over the next couple of months. So I think it suits your defensive investor. It suits your income investor. Uh, it suits somebody maybe looking to fill that spot in that supermarket space, okay, in that staples space. So if you're that person, I'm happy to stick with it. I, Look, our fair value target is was was uh, four forty eight. So today's pops uh, brought it back up to that. So I can't go a buy, but I think it's a solid hold based upon the fundamentals and the chart. Um, it's just if you're the growth investor, it's not that one stock you look at out of everything in the market. And go well, that's what I need to buy today. It's a solid hold, but uh, clearly had some other preferences in the space. That was Nathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics and Carl Kapralinga from Think Markets. Hmm. 
So, what was your favorite conversation today? I mean, what's obsessing you right now, Kyle? I know you oh, you, you get bugbears sometimes, <laughs> or or passions, I should say. Yeah, I'll have to um, introduce my shrink to this conversation. We're going to start talking about my <laughs> obsessions. Um, they're, they're very many, but um, no, one conversation I had that was fantastic today, and I probably should have wedged it in when you were mentioning it before, about value in this market, and I had a great conversation with uh, Gareth James from Morningstar, mm-hmm. who basically said, based on their modelling, and course you know it's it's a subjective thing and um every model is different the way that they put it together in fact we talk about that extensively as well because i love to chat about those sorts of technical things but um he was saying every sector in the market at the moment based on their modeling is undervalued and he picks i won't give it away but he picks three or four sectors in particular he thinks are quite undervalued and pose on a longer term time horizon five to ten years uh very very good value so i reckon if you if you are one of those who wants to look beyond the sort of cycles and the, the current, you know, slings and arrows, what's happening right now, and want to find opportunities. That was a fantastic conversation. He goes into detail about how they make those decisions as well. I missed it, and I'm going to go listen to that tonight. Did Carl, I sell it well? You have sold me and teased. Boy, you've got this TV thing down pat. <laughs> Learning uh, from the so best. So, yeah, there's a few of the uh, interviews you might want to catch up on. And, of course, we always leave in the show notes for this podcast links to some of those uh, key interviews that we've picked for the COB newsletter. And if you're not a subscriber... You get the joy of Scotty's view four days a week. Kyle's one. So you <laughs> want to subscribe to that newsletter yeah. again, or if you don't already, I should say. Um, look, durable goods tonight, Dallas Fed tonight, um, you know, pending home sales tonight. Nothing that would normally rock the boat, but I don't know. I, it's just every session is live. Most people I spoke with today, Kyle, you know, particularly at the end of the session, once we had Asia pretty much under our belt saying, yeah, they, they had a feeling we're in for another risk on night tonight in Wall Street. Yeah, well, I'm early indications, right? Futures are up. Things are looking reasonably positive and we've got some clear air to continue to rally. So what can you say? It goes to right what we were talking about off the top, trying to find a narrative for it. You know, we can try our best, but um, things, are, things are looking positive for whatever reason. Yeah, the European Open looks to see a bit of a modest rebound. Um, I guess selling pressure there subsiding a little just as it is elsewhere. Um, yeah, we'll watch bond yields. We'll watch uh, risk assets in terms of currencies as well, which we haven't really had a chance to speak about. But we'll also get another look at the UK economy as well. There was a pretty disappointing April GDP report that showed contraction. Um, so, yeah, real concerns about economic growth coming through in the UK. But again... Uh, you know, unemployment is still at really, really low levels and wages growth still showing signs of picking up. I mean, that is the conundrum right around the world pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in fact, we were talking about the view before. That was my view a couple of weeks ago was that, uh, you know, we've got the admission from central banks that the only way they can slow the economy is really crushing demand. That means a higher unemployment rate. So while those um, labour market figures are tight, the UK one unemployment has picked up recently, but again, wages are high and there's all these concerns about un- unanchored um, inflation expectations. To crush that, central banks have to go hard and they have to basically attack the labour market. And there lies, therein lies the challenge of investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. investors. All right. Well, today we saw a positive finish for the S&P ASX 200 up by 127 points or close to 2%, 6,706. All sectors finished higher. And thanks, Comsec. I just noticed this on Twitter for only the eighth time this year. In fact, nine of the 11 sectors have risen for at least three straight days. 
haven't seen that in a while. Mm, I'll have to go back through history to see if it uh, <laughs> indicates Sometimes anything Comsec in particular. Is, I, full credit to them. I love Comsec's Twitter feed. Sometimes they just find these little tidbits yeah, that uh, little I don't mind of keying wisdom. off of. Yeah. Why work harder, not smarter? No, exactly. work smarter, not harder. Is <laughs> yeah, <That's> <laughs> really right. emphasize that point well. Hey, mm. um, look, I'm I'm over talking. How about you? I'm ready for bed. Have a good night. You too. Bye. <laughs>